Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio, helping entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners around the world skyrocket their sales and multiply their profits. Now, here's your host, Kelly Roach. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am beyond excited about the guests that we have on the show today. John Lee Dumas, everybody, launched EO on Fire in 2012 and in just a few short years skyrocketed it to what is now a $3 million business and rapidly growing. John is the go-to resource for your daily dose of inspiration and motivation on your entrepreneurial journey on his daily podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire. John now helps entrepreneurs around the world to start, grow, and monetize their own killer podcasts. John, I am so excited to have you as the very first guest on Unstoppable Success Radio. Thank you so much for being here. Wow, Kelly. Numero uno. I am prepared to ignite, girl. All right, let's do this. Well, listen, I am sure that that intro did not do you justice. So I just want to quickly ask you, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we go ahead and get started? Honestly, that was a great intro. So thank you for that. I do a daily show where I interview inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. I just hit episode 1150. So I've been doing this for three years straight. We're currently generating over 1.2 million listens per month on our show, which is just ecstatic. And I'm just just absolutely blown away by those numbers. And we're having a blast doing it, which is the most important thing. So I'm excited. Awesome. Well, listen, so John, I wanted you on the show because, you know, I'm a business growth coach. I help businesses, both big and small, to achieve rapid growth in their sales and their profit and their income. And what you have done with your business is just unbelievable. Um, And I know that not everyone may take the time to review the monthly income reports that your team puts out, but I just wanted to share a couple quick numbers before we dive into the interview, just to really frame up and put in perspective for everyone just the mammoth growth that you've been able to achieve. Is it okay (laughs) if I share a couple of those things? Totally. Okay. So year one, 69,000. Year two, 431,000. Year three, hope everybody's listening, 2.7 2.7 million and now obviously well over three million dollars and and growing at just rapid speed john you're an animal you're an <laughs> animal it's, it's been quite a run i gotta be honest we have done nothing but work hard and that was the result i i love it so here's the first question that i have for you today Um, I am a firm believer in rituals. I believe that people that achieve extraordinary things in anything, whether business or life, they live and die by rituals. And what I want to know from you today, John, is, you know, to achieve this incredible growth, share with us some of your top rituals, the things that you do daily, no matter what in your business to keep it growing like this. I get a lot of questions from people saying, John, what is your morning ritual? Like, what do you do in the morning? And it's a great question, which I definitely do answer. But I have to start off by saying, guys, my morning ritual starts the night before. You know, I'm 35 years old, but I'm not ashamed to admit I go to bed at 9.15 p.m. every single night because I know that I need my Z's. Now, I'm not falling asleep right away. You know, I'm reading a a book for maybe an hour or so. So I'm probably falling asleep around 10-ish. 
But then my alarm clock's going off at 5.30. So I've gotten, you know, the seven and a half to eight hours of really good deep REM sleep throughout the night. And that's really where my morning ritual starts because now I wake up like ready to actually take on and tackle the morning. And I'm about to get a little specific, but I'll kind of like burst through it because I know it's a lot of stuff, but this is my morning ritual that sets me up for success. You know, first thing I do, Kelly, got to splash water on my face, kind of wake myself up, get that cortisol rolling, brush my teeth with fluoride-free tooth toothpaste, and then I'm off for a non-negotiable 35-minute power walk out here on the Bay in San Diego. It's getting outside, fresh air, breathing, getting the blood pumping a little bit. I finish with a seven-minute workout. It's a, it's a nice circuit workout, which is great for all the body parts. You know, then I come back in, I shower, make a nice cup of tea, and then I sit down. So as you can see, like those first like 60 minutes, they've all been focused on me, like on getting the right amount of sleep, on taking care of my hygiene, on taking care of my health, on my physical fitness, and then getting the right fluids in my body, like drinking water, of course, and the tea in the morning as well. So that first 60 to 80 minutes is always going to be focused on me so that the rest of the day then can be focused on Fire Nation, on my audience, whom I'm serving, and that I can do so at the highest level and with the most energy and enthusiasm that I'm capable of. Wow, that was perfect and that was extremely powerful. So what I love about that for everybody listening, you know, I talk about this a lot in the interviews that I do and the, t the stuff that I teach on in, in my courses and programs as well. You know, you hear a lot about people almost kind of like bragging or sharing, you know, I work 60 to 80 hours and, you know, <laughs> I'm pulling in all nighter and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And, you know, I, I'm a very firm believer in the eight hours of sleep, the eight glasses of water, you know, taking care of yourself, integrating exercise. I live by those things in my business as well. And so I'm really happy that you started off the conversation there, John, because, you know, in, in order to give, you know, you, you can't be empty, right? And especially you're a pretty high energy dude. So I, yeah. I guess you're, <laughs> you know, you're going to need to keep that coming from somewhere in order to be able to deliver that and give that. Exactly. And I mean, a great example is yesterday. I did eight interviews for EO Fire. You know, every single week, I have one day a week where I just go back to back interviews. I batch them and I just hit it hard, and I need to have full energy. You know, if I was out the night before, you know, drinking yeah. and, and having like dinner with friends, like that would have been fun, but you know, I wouldn't have then been able to deliver on my show. And then my listeners, you know, that comes through on audio. Like Kelly, like you are so great with audio because your energy, your enthusiasm comes through the mic, and, and we as humans, we can just sense voice. You know, people can tell if I'm smiling right now or if I'm kind of like a little gruff right now and I'm kind mm -hmm. of furrowing my eyebrows. Like it comes through on voice, even though you can't see my face, you can hear it, you can sense it. So, you know, I know that to best serve my audience, I need to best serve me. And that is the right sleep, you know, the right amount of hydration, the right amount of exercise, the right nutrition. And it just all works into one. And, you know, and I do work hard and, you know, and, and I am proud of that. And, you know, when 7 a.m. comes and I've already, you know, for an hour and a half focused yeah. on me you know, the next 10, 11 hours, you know, are focused on my business. But then I am shutting down around 6, 7 p.m. at night. And the rest of the evening is to kick back and to watch, you know, a little Orange is a New Black or something yeah, else to kind of unwind right. a little bit yeah. and, you know, take a deep breath. Because it's not all work. It's not about burning the midnight oil. It's not about just nose to the grindstone. It's about working hard on yourself, working hard on your business, and then knowing when to have a balance and to take a breather. 
Yeah, no, that was that was really, really powerful. Thank you for that, John. So, you know, there's three dirty words that I talk about a lot that people um, tend to shy away from that keeps them, holds them back from growing in their business and holds them back really and truly, you know, from what they really want out of life because growing your business, you know, is to fuel achieving what you want in your life. And, you know, those three words for me that I talk to, you know, my listeners about and, and the people in my programs are sacrifice, being uncomfortable and discipline. And so my next question for you, John, is I really want to know how did these three words play into the success and growth that you've had in your business? And can you give us some examples of what this looked like and felt like for you pushing through these three areas of discipline, being uncomfortable and sacrifice in order to achieve the extraordinary success that you've been able to? Sure. Well, I'll start with discipline. You know, for me, it was kind of inbred when I was in the military for four years active, four years in the reserves. So a total of eight years that was just really drilled into us at a, you know, very early point in our careers and going forward. I was an officer, so I was in charge of four tanks and 16 men at 22 years old, which was a big responsibility, especially because we were about to go to war. And then we did do a 13 month tour of duty in Iraq. So I knew that if I was going to be the best leader that I could be, I had to be disciplined. I had to be focused. I had to, you know, really adhere to training and really make sure that my soldiers were adhering to training as well. And that took nothing short of 100% discipline. Nothing else mattered. It was about the soldiers, the mission, and the focus of what we were doing as a military going over in war with Iraq. So that was, you know, really step number one. And so I was able to kind of take that discipline that I learned within the military and then apply it to EO Fire from the early days, you know, back in September of 2012, when I was just at the precipice of launching EO Fire, episode zero, you know, that was ground zero. You know, here we are, it's crazy to think over 1150 episodes later, but that was episode zero, that was ground zero. It was that discipline that got me to the point that I was ready to launch with 40 episodes in the can, you know, with a website up, with social media ready to really hit that hard. So that discipline was a big focus for me and it worked out really well. I love that. I love that. Um, Tell us a little bit about um, some things that you had to do that made you really uncomfortable that you knew were necessary in order to catapult the growth in your business. What were some things that you were like, all right, this isn't what I want to do, but it's very important that I do it anyway? 32 years old, I had never interviewed anybody in my life. I had never taken a course in communications or broadcasting. I had no online presence whatsoever, no media experience whatsoever. I was as ground zero as ground zero gets for all of those things that I just mentioned. But I knew that I wanted to be a podcaster because I loved listening to podcasts. I loved hearing the stories of successful entrepreneurs. And I saw just this massive void that was out there. You know, I knew that I wanted to be subscribed to a seven day a week podcast that really told the story of an entrepreneur every single day, their failures, their aha moments, and then, you know, critical things that they enjoy doing like resources and books and the best advice they've ever loved that we now do in the lightning rounds. Now I wanted that it didn't exist. So I knew I had to be the person to create it because you know, like Gandhi says, be that change you wish to see in the world. That was what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. And it was super uncomfortable. You know, I had no idea what I was doing. 
Um, fortunately, I was able to financially invest in myself and I was able to invest time into myself as well. I had both time and money to do so. So I hired a mentor. I joined a mastermind. You know, I got the right equipment. I started, you know, looking around for all the content that I could on podcasting. And I started taking those steps forward. But every step along the way, it was uncomfortable. I mean, my first 300 to 400 episodes were really uncomfortable. You know, I, I didn't have this natural gift. I mean, you go back and listen to my episode one and compare it with Kelly's episode one. I mean, it's night and day. You know, mm -hmm. I just didn't have that natural ability to speak on a microphone. And it shows, but I continued to allow myself to be uncomfortable, to push through, to just know that there was a silver lining down the road that there was, you know, a light at the end of that long tunnel because every single time I interviewed somebody, I got a little bit better. I got a little bit more experience. I got a little bit more comfortable until, you know, finally one day it just clicked. And then there I was, you know, I hit my 10,000 hour rule, you know, that's out there. And I just kept going. And that's why being uncomfortable it's natural because anything that's new and anything that's different is uncomfortable naturally. And there's only one way to get over it is to do that thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Couldn't agree more. And and I, I agree with you. You know, you you kind of rolled a lot of, you know, the, the sacrifice piece into that. And I think there's one very important thing that I want to touch on that you just said. And it's that, you know, when you are just getting started and you're not yet successful, it is oftentimes very difficult to double down and invest in yourself and make sacrifices financially to invest in yourself to ensure your success. And I think a lot of people wrestle with this. And it's like on one one side, you you don't want to spend the money because you're uncertain and you're uncomfortable and it's scary and it, it requires so much sacrifice. But on the other side, if you don't invest in getting help to learn how to get good and how to get successful and profitable at what you're doing, you're really closing yourself off. And, and most likely you will become one of those statistics, right, of like 80% of businesses that fail. So I think, you know, in that uncomfortable, you, you touched on a couple really important things, one of them being that if you're looking for instant gratification in anything, you might as well just not even try it all, right? Yeah, so true. Um, I think the other big thing that you just said there was the 10,000 hour rule. You know, it takes 10,000 hours to get to an expert level at anything. And I think most people, when they have a dream or they have a goal that they want to accomplish, you know, they're looking for something to happen for them so quickly. And they're looking for that instant response and something to tell them like, yes, you're you're going to succeed at this. And, you know, it doesn't happen like that, right? It's like, it's a journey. And until you hit those 10,000 hours, you have to be patient with yourself and keep making tweaks and, and just work to improve each and every time, right? So true. Yeah. So no, that was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those things. I want to switch gears a little bit, John, and I want to talk about building an audience. So, you know, I think anyone that's out there, whether listening to podcasts or reading blog posts or listening to webinars, going to events, you know, has heard the word raving fans. <laughs> and we probably too much, right? But I do have to say, being a part of your community and, you know, listening to your podcast and interacting with people that follow you, you most certainly have never nailed the ability to gain raving fans. I mean, your people, your tribe are going to buy what you sell. They are going to be where you are. And so I want you to talk to us a little bit about the top five ways that you have not only built your audience and grown your kind of, let's call it followership, um, but then, you know, how you continue to keep their engagement and, and build that audience as you go. 
So before you ever have raving fans, you have to actually have fans. Even before you have fans, you have to have people who are like, oh, this is kind of valuable. And before you have, you know, people that are saying that, you need to actually have content that is valuable. So it's kind of like that backward step that yes. I just took you through. But now, you know, kind yes. of going forward, you know, here I was, 2012, September, launching a podcast. Nobody had ever heard the name Johnny Dumas. Nobody had ever heard the name Entrepreneur on Fire. It was brand new. It was out of nowhere. It was out of left field. It was this, you know, kind of crazy daily show that everybody thought was just like going to, you know, to, to just fizzle out after a couple months because nobody had done a daily show before. And, and, you know, that was proof enough for a lot of people that, that couldn't, that couldn't succeed when in the reality was, you know, obviously just the opposite. Right. But for me, you know, I had very little to no value to give from the very beginning. I had no entrepreneurship experience. I had no online presence. I hadn't been active in the entrepreneurship world, the business world, any of these worlds. And I was just, you know, a newbie, you know, I was getting, you know, my, my feet wet. I was just wanting to interview people and learn from them. Like that's right. honestly where I came from. I came from a place of wanting to learn knowledge from the successful and inspiring entrepreneurs that I sought out there, you know, ones that are now my peers and my friends, you know, I, was a raving fan of. And I went to them, you know, via email or at conferences and I asked them to be on my show and they graciously said yes. And I started building up that interest list and that, that interview list and recorded the episodes. And when I launched, my episodes were not valuable from the host side. That meaning me, I provided no value, but fortunately because of the format of the show, my guests provided a value each and every episode. So although I wasn't capable of it, I was still able to just kind of allow there to be a place of recording this great information and then share it on these great directories like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now you know Spotify, Spreaker, and beyond that are reaching a massive audience. So now that audience is getting this information and they're getting it for free. And that's me delivering free valuable and consistent content daily. When you do that, number one, you as a host are going to get better. So I quickly got better as a podcast host. Number two, you're going to start building up people that say, oh, wow, this is really valuable content. You know, I can share with my friends. I, right. I'm starting to know, like, and trust this host because he's handing me this free content every single day, completely for free with no ask for reciprocity, you know, with nothing that he's actually trying to sell or push on me. He's just giving, giving, giving. So that was me for six months, 180 episodes, just giving a free, valuable, and consistent podcast seven days a week. And that was my focus. And that was a step to grow those people that heard about me and liked the content into fans. And that then turned those fans as I became a much better host and just much more knowledgeable because now I'm hanging out, you know, with these great successful entrepreneurs, both on my podcast and now I'm speaking at events. So now I'm hanging out with them at, you know, speakers, dinners and just events. Now I'm becoming friends with them and we're doing joint ventures together. I'm getting to know them and I'm learning, learning, learning every single day because I'm interviewing a new entrepreneur. So my knowledge is getting better. The value that I can provide is better. So now my fans are turning into raving fans. And then those raving fans are just like, John, like, I love what you're providing. Like how, you know, can we take this to the next level? So then I asked them that incredibly important question. What is the one thing that you are most struggling with right now? And then I listened and their answers were their pain points, their obstacles, their challenges, their struggles. And those were the ideas that I then took 
and turned into the solution in the form of products, services, mm -hmm. communities, mm -hmm. you know, which we now know as Podcasters Paradise, over 2,600 members, over $3.3 million in revenue in less than two years. Webinar on fire, hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue where we teach people how to create and present webinars that convert. Fire Nation Elite, my membership mastermind, all of these things came from my community telling me what they needed, what their pain points were, and then me providing that solution. Perfect. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate everything that you shared there. And, you know, the one comment I have to make that I think is so important to highlight is, you know, even from the very beginning, before you felt like, which I'm sure that you did, but before you felt like you had the value to offer, you were putting yourself out there in a big way. Like you were making the connections, you were asking for the interview, you were going to the events, you were putting yourself in the mix even before you were there. And, you know, obviously that then catapulted you to start building those relationships and, and leveraging that network to then expand your brand. So I think I think that's a really powerful thing for people to be thinking about because, you know, it is hard. Everybody kind of has that imposter syndrome as they grow their business of like, who am I to reach out to this person or who am I to ask for this? But, you know, if you don't ask, where does that put you, right? Totally. Yeah, no, that that was great. So any anything else that you would add in terms of, you know, whether it's a podcaster or, you know, just an entrepreneur that is looking to, you know, find a way to connect and leverage relationships in their field, you know, obviously you, you really want to kind of use that law of reciprocity and, and offer to give something before you receive. Like how can people do that when they're just getting started? How do you feel like you were able to do that or can you give some suggestions or, or feedback around that? We've kind of danced around this topic a little bit, but like to really nail it home, the phrase that I love is, if you want to be, do. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a podcaster. Mm -hmm. The only way for me to ever become a podcaster was to just mm -hmm. flip in podcast. Like there is no yes. other way for me to do that. And, you know, when Michael Jordan wanted to become a basketball player, there's no other way for him to become a basketball player but to pick up the basketball yes. and, you know, throw 2,500 bricks against right? the backboard until he started making a shot. I mean, that is the progress that we all have to go through to become good at what we do, to become masters in our trade. So whatever it is you want to be and you're listening to this show, like you have to do that thing. You know, Stephen King, a fellow Mainer, is famous for saying, writers write. Like it's yes. really that simple. They wake up and they write. And, and that is so critical to think. So whatever it is that you want to be, do that thing. And that law of reciprocity is so real. So if you are willing to just be open, be honest, be transparent, and just share value at the highest of your ability, which by the way, will continue to grow. Like I can share value at a hundred times exponential than I was able right. to three years ago. And that will be the same for anybody listening right now doing their thing. Every time you share that thing and put yourself out there and listen and learn and be transparent, open and honest, you will be increasing the ability of your value to give. And every time you don't, you're capping it. It's like you're just putting a cap on it. So, you know, take that cap off and just keep sharing, keep giving, you know, keep making mistakes, knowing that they're just bringing you forward in your knowledge base. You're just adding them to your experience bank going forward every single day. And that is going to be that great law of reciprocity where then your audience is going to say, hey, okay, you've been doing this for so long. Mm -hmm. Now we want to talk. We want to tell you what our problems are. And then you, the know, like, and trust person, 
the authority figure with all the credibility can provide that solution in that form of whatever makes the most sense. It could be a product. It could be a service. It could be a community. You know, it could be a private Facebook group. It could be any number of things, but your audience will tell you. Yes. Perfect. I think that about nails it right there. Thank you for that. Thank you. So people always say, and, and I, I think that it's absolutely true that hindsight is twenty twenty. So I have to ask you, John, you know, if you had to do it all over again, you're starting over from the beginning, what would you do exactly the same? And what do you feel like you've learned that maybe you would do a little bit differently? Oh, one thing that I would do definitely the same would be to actually put myself out there physically, meaning going out to conferences in person, like so that I could sit in the front row, see the speakers that I admired, actually talk, ask them questions, go up afterwards, thank them for what they did, buy them a drink at the networking party, the things that I did and really got those first few yeses from those first few big names only because I was there in person shaking their hands and not just a cold email that they got you know, every other day, but I was there. So that was one thing that I did that I really would recommend. Like you gotta put yourself out there. You gotta be there in the person. You gotta be physically present at these opportunities, at these great conferences, at these events that are going on. I mean, I just got back from an incredible conference in Las Vegas called Thrive, where I got to share the stage with Gary Vaynerchuk, Keith Ferrazzi, Lewis Howes, just amazing people. And I got to hang out with them, but guess what? All of the attendees that were there got to hang out with them as well. And that is unbelievable. I mean, Robert Hershevik for Shark Tank spoke. It was great. It was incredible. It was really cool because people put themselves out there. They walked away from that event with amazing opportunities. And for those of you listening, like, hey, if you weren't there, you didn't have those opportunities. And guess what? That's okay because that might not have been the right conference for you. But the right conference for you is out there. Get out there. Connect. You know, everybody's an introvert, believe me. It's just a reality. And, and nobody loves to be surrounded by a thousand people. So if you're saying that to yourself right now, like, okay, you're a human being. Congratulations. Now get over yourself. Right. Get there. So that's just what it is. So I mean, true. I know Kelly and myself, like, we seem like extroverts in a lot of ways. We are, but we like to go back to our rooms, close the door, and be by ourselves as well. Like, Absolutely. that's something that we both treasure because yes. we're human beings. That's what we are. That's what we do. So, um, and the thing that I would do differently I delayed my launch for five weeks. That was a huge mistake. Um, I was ready to launch, but then the imposter syndrome, I let it just handicap me and paralyze me and terrify me. The voice was like, who are you? You know, you're just a, a, a army veteran, you know, that has no experience in this. Why would anybody listen to this show? You're a horrible host. Like, why would you do any of these things? And I, and I let that get in my head for five weeks. Luckily, I had a mentor, Jamie Tardy of The Eventual Millionaire, who finally just said, John, I will fire you if mm -hmm. you don't launch this podcast because you are way past ready. Mm -hmm. And so that was the only thing that scared me more than launching my podcast was losing <laughs> my mentor. Right. So because I had invested in myself, hired the right mentor, you know, I towed the line, I launched a podcast. You know, here we are three years later, generating over $300,000 a month in revenue and growing with some great projects coming up down the line. And it all could have been for naught if I hadn't just pushed that launch button. That was incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. So um, a couple of things I just want to touch on quickly. You know, I, I think that with Internet marketing and with kind of the the style and life that business has taken on in, in the environment that we're on right now, you know, there's a, a tendency to try and be a, a lazy 
business owner, right? And so I I speak and I teach a lot about sales and and that's what my background is in and that's what I you know try to, you know, help business owners to learn the importance of knowing how to sell their products and sell their services and really sell themselves. And I think one of the things that you just said there, John, that I just wanna I, I wanna nail it again is, you know, getting out from behind your computer and getting in front of people. You have to have real conversations with real people if you want to go places and do things. And you can't think, oh, I know everyone else that's where I want to be did that, but I'm going to do it this way. Or I don't need to, you know, leave my house and go to these conferences. Or I don't need to, you know, sell my products or services. I can, you know, send out an email and hope that everyone's going to decide to buy that way. So I I just want to nail that home because I, I think that's so important. And I don't know if you've kind of, you know, with your community, John, I don't know if you see some semblance of that as well. Yeah, I definitely do across the board. Yeah. So just wanted to kind of bring that you know, home. So, you know, obviously it wouldn't be an interview with John Lee Dumas if we didn't talk <laughs> a little bit about podcasting. For God's sakes, he runs the number one podcasting community in the world. Um, so, John, for our listeners, you know, we have entrepreneurs, we have CEOs, you know, we have leaders in organizations, we have people in in kind of a span that are going to be tuning in. But what I want you to share, you know, really quickly is why start a podcast and, and what are the top, you know, some of the top suggestions and feedback that you have for people listening that want to grow and monetize as a podcast as a way to fuel their business growth. If you're looking to grow an audience that is going to know, like, and trust you, is going to that you want to have an intimate connection with and actually be able to provide great valuable content both from you, from the actual questions that they may be asking you, from great people in your industry who have knowledge, then a podcast is a great form. A podcast is a great way for you also as the host to get connected to the top people in the industry that you can just reach out to and invite them on your show, your platform that you have so that you can share their knowledge with Mm -hmm. your audience. And as far, excuse me, and as far as getting started, one simple word, free podcastcourse.com. That's the URL. It's a 15-day completely free course that will teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Again, all about the reciprocity. You know, it's completely free. Free Freepodcastcourse.com. Go check it out. Love it. And I will tell you, you know, when we were ready to launch our podcast for Kelly Roach Coaching, you know, I knew obviously that, you know, you were the leading authority in this field, you know, went to your website, saw that course. I was like, boom, here it is. <laughs> I did the course. And literally in a month and a half, you know, we're, we're live. And wow. it, it that podcast course gave us everything we needed to know. And then we did decide to go forward and join the community. And one of my team members is actually in Podcasters Paradise now. I mean, just soaking it in because you guys have done just an unbelievable job of pulling together, you know, best in class resources. And I know you're adding to it all the time. So it's definitely something I wholeheartedly endorse for anyone listening that is thinking about starting a podcast or even, you know, has a podcast now, but wants to accelerate the profit and growth that's coming from it. So I know you already mentioned the link. Do you want to share that one more time, John, just in case people do want to get in touch with you or take advantage of the free course? Sure. So it's freepodcastcourse.com or for anybody that's on their smartphone right now, which I know is a lot of people, just text the word podcast course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444. Perfect. Thank you so much. Any parting words that you want to leave our audience with today? I think we should just circle back to a great just mindset of if you want to be do. 
So mm-hmm. whatever it is that you want to be in that world, you just have to do that thing. There's no shortcut. There's no side cut. There's no different door. It's doing that thing. That's it. That's it. Thank you so much, John, for being here today, your generosity and everything that you share. This is just an incredible interview. So I want to thank you for being with us. And for everyone listening, if you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe to Unstoppable Success Radio on iTunes and visit kellyroachcoaching.com where you can join my email community for access to all of the free trainings and resources I only share there. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining this episode of Unstoppable Success Radio. To get exclusive access to Kelly's free video and audio trainings to explode your business growth, simply visit kellyroachcoaching.com and join her email community for resources she only shares there. If you love today's episode of Unstoppable Success Radio, pass it along to a friend, colleague, or client that may benefit from the content. Until next time, dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen.